On this episode of Quantum Week, June 9th through 15th, 1996. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories. We are in mid-June 1996 talking The Cable Guy and Machine Head by Bush. Right. It's the Patreon episode. Yeah. I was so fucked up today. I, uh, like I, I got really tired mid-afternoon, mm-hmm. and I went, and I was like, I'm just going to go lay down for like a half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. So I went up into the bedroom, turned the fan on. Felt really good, and normally I don't fall asleep, but I was out. Yeah. And I woke up at 5.30, and usually I pr- try to start preparing for the show about three hours before, so it was a little, like, late. And But I look at the clock, and it's 5.30, and it's light out, and I'm like, and I look over to my right, and I'm like, I thought it was 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, Barbara's already up, and she sent me a text. I'm like, it's super early. Like, I thought I time warped to the next day. Yeah. And I had to, like, reframe myself and, like, oh, my God. it's No, it's 5.30 at night. Yes. This is Thursday night. Right. I got a show. Oh, my God. Wow. Really fucked me up. I do feel like I lost time, and I'm, I'm tomorrow. I'm, I'm tomorrow, huh. Matt, right now. I'm Friday, Matt. Quite a story. I know. Well, you would, I mean, you should be dealing with Thursday, Matt, but it's Friday, Matt. Oh, I think our audience is really going to enjoy that tale. Who gives a shit? It's my Patreon show. Hopefully as much as I did, because that was good stuff. You always make fun of me for my stories, but I think- They always uh, suck. They don't always suck. No, sometimes. Oh, that's good. mean. No, no, sometimes. Super good. mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris and I fought for like an hour before we got but, on the show. Uh, no, we had like a debate. Yeah, we did. Let's not get into that again. Just like politics stuff. Wasn't yeah, it? Oh, stupid. Yeah, it's, it's a Jerry rubbing off on, uh, on you. You, be, you become ultra political. Right. <laughs> good. Uh, all right. So we are, so we're taping this on Thursday. So, uh, you know, if you saw us at Saco, hopefully I wasn't too drunk. Hopefully Matt didn't say anything too corny to you and uh, you're enjoying your drive home from Saco if that's what you've done. Yep. If you're not in Saco this weekend, then sorry we missed you. Yeah. I mean, maybe you came up to us. Maybe we blew you off or maybe we shook your hand. I and wouldn't, said, Hello. Have I wouldn't do that either. Uh, you would. You're, you're like, I would never do that. Hmm. I don't do that at all. Hmm. Who's more, you think, approachable, me or you? I don't, I mean, you're so famous right now. You might, you got that <laughs> no. glow on you. No. So I'm not sure that, that not people famous. will, will feel comfortable no. coming to you. You're more, you have many more Twitter followers. Than you. You're much more famous than I am. I don't know anymore. I don't know, man. I do. You got this I glow do. about I you. Do. Well, I mean, no, I had a, I had a nice vacation. Had a good, nice you did. Tan. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, uh, feel good. Uh, yeah. You ready to talk cable guy? Or yeah. Let's do banter that. more. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, this is one of the, the movies that ages best. Or um, a Jim Carrey of his like comedic roles, I think. I give this movie a B plus. I liked it very much. Hmm. I hated it the first time I saw it. Hmm. I think because of the way it was marketed. Went into it and, you know, I'm expecting. Yeah, they marketed like Ace Venture. Right, exactly. They're expecting, you know, because they showed the zany clips. Right. And, uh, but that's not what it is all. It's very dark. Um, I think Jim Carrey does an amazing job in this. And I uh, give this movie a B plus. I liked it very much. Yeah, I give it, it's, I'm going to recommend it barely. I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, third act is incredibly terrible. Yeah, the end is tough. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, actually, it's funny you say it keeps saying it's dark. And that's, that's what happened was people uh, went and said, said, oh, it's a dark comedy and stuff. So I don't think it really is a dark comedy at all. Uh, I think it's actually pretty, pretty goofy and it's weird, but I don't think it's particularly that dark. And I think when it tries to go dark, it fails miserably and just, it just doesn't land. That whole third act when he... I like the first two acts when yes. it's basically a guy who's just overenthusiastic and awkward and he wants to be this other guy's friend. And I enjoyed it. Now, it's very similar to, have you seen What About Bob with Bill Murray? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's a pretty terrible movie, actually. I rewatched it a couple years ago. It really is it's quite, quite bad. Uh, I never really liked it, but I watched it again. I'm like, this movie is legit not good. Uh, but I think the cable guy, the first two acts, does it better, does that same kind of theme yep. better. Yep. A, because Carrie's all uh, in. Yeah. Like, he is just... You know, we talked about this when we did the Liar Liar. I think yep. maybe, maybe for the YouTube for yeah, uh, that's right. Kirkman and Network. Yep. But like um, uh, Jim Carrey, but at this time, like he doesn't just like kind of dabble into performance. He just, just no, he, he goes all just in. goes all in, and it, it's it's needed in this movie, you know. And um, and I also really love the Stiller, uh, the Ben Stiller who directed this. Uh, some of his little nuances, whether it be like the stuff with the, like Eric Menendez stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or the medieval times, like having Janine Garofalo, or you know. 
it, it was just some of the, the little touches there that the Ben Stiller touches there were really fun. Um, but the third act when it needs to basically make that character of the cable guy become this like real psychopath. Yeah. Like I don't, you think a, I don't buy it. B it's just weird and clunky. And I just, I don't like it. Cause I could, cause like you could, you could see a situation where an awkward friend would buy his other friend a hooker. Yeah. Like it's not insane. No, it's definitely a goofy and ridiculous premise, but it's like, you know, by that point in the movie, I kind of, I believe that character would do that for that. I believe Jim Carrey would do that for Matthew Rock. Yeah. But then after that scene is when it falls off and it's like, oh, it becomes something that it, it, I don't buy it. He anymore. does quickly go sociopath. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they had to wrap it up somehow. I mean, maybe they could have just wrapped it up with him trying, you know, helping get uh, Ben Stiller's girl, not Ben Stiller, Matthew Broderick's girlfriend back. Maybe you could have done that, but I don't know. I, I feel like they had to end it somehow. They had to, they had to make a choice with that character. He's either going to stay at kind of that crazy but mediocre crazy or they had to go all in and, and bring him. And it, it looked like Stiller wanted to make, you know, it was a big message hammer at the end where turn off the TV, which yes. is kind of, you know, rings a little bit hollow when we're watching a fucking movie. Um, uh, yeah, and then books are the answer. Like that type of yeah. thing is kind of dumb. I didn't, I agree the third act is definitely the weakest. I mean, there's even a line in the third act where, uh, when you're on the satellite dish and uh, Jim Carrey says to uh, Matthew Broderick, it's like, you know, at the end, we're, we're here. We're just winging it. I was like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, how this works was Lou Holtz Jr., no relation to Lou Holtz, the Notre Dame coach. No. Uh, he actually was a DA in LA, and he wrote this script. It's the only script he ever wrote. And he, uh, uh, they, uh, the studio paid a million dollars for it. And uh, Judd Apatow, who became obviously a very famous director, sure. uh, was one of the producers of this. Uh, him and Stiller, uh, uh, Apatow worked on the Ben Stiller show, which is which a sketch comedy show on Fox in the early 90s. Very funny. Um, so Apatow is the producer and they get the Lou Holtz script and the Lou Holtz script is the movie I think I wanted, which is, um, more what about uh, lighter? Yes. Much lighter. He doesn't get as sadistic. Um, and when Jim Carrey became attached to the film, Jim Carrey famously was paid $20 million for this. The first yes. actor ever to make $20 million. Uh, it's even more glaring this movie because this movie only costs 40 to make. So literally half the it's budget half, went, to, Jim went to Jim yeah. Carrey, which is very strange. Um, so uh, they, uh, they get the script, uh, Carrie and Apatow, and then they both decide they want this to be much darker. Carrie's like, look, I want to make a shift in my career. I want to start playing darker roles. And that makes sense. Why would you want to make, cause he's already done kind of third, three goofy before this, right? Cause didn't he do Liar Four Liar? Goofy. Four goofy? Not Liar Liar. Uh, East uh, Ventura one. Right. Yes. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh the yeah. Mask. All right. East Ventura two. Before this. Yes. And then Liar Liars after this, 97. Yes. Okay. Right. So yeah. he's like, look, I want to make. I, I want to do something. And then, you know, don't blame have, him. Then he does Truman show, of course, right. and man on the moon and, yeah. and you know, eternal sunshine. He does yeah. go into darker. And then his career stalls out for a lot of us, which we won't get into today. Sure. Um, but so, uh, Apatow and Carrie get the script. Uh, Apatow makes major changes, including, you know, obviously writing that whole third act, uh, other twists to, uh, the medieval, medieval times thing actually was Jim Carrey's idea. I believe. Oh, was it? He's like, I'm surprised there's never been a, a, a movie done here. Um, so, uh, Apatow then went to the Writers Guild and said, hey, I want to get credit on this. It should be Uholtz and Judd Apatow. Uh, and the Writers Guild went back to Apatow and said, listen, you are a producer. Uh, because of that, there has to be a certain threshold. So how it works typically with these things, the WGA is very strong. And how it works to get credited on a film is you typically need to do a certain percentage. So if it's, you know, for instance, if it was two guys, you'd be like, all right, it's a 50-50, then yeah. we'll let you guys, yep, you know, yep, kind yep. of do it. Um, but if it's a, it's a larger group and sometimes it, it can be as low as 25% I've seen, but regardless, they're like, listen, cause you're a producer. It has to be, I don't know what the number is. It has to be like 70, 80%. Oh, overwhelmingly. Yeah. Oh. Because you're already getting credit in the film already as a producer. So there, cause it basically it, the WJ is saying it, it protects the sanctity of a writer. Cause this is all the writer has. You also can be a producer. I see. So, um, Apatow lost and Apatow was actually pretty pissed about it for a long time. And he kept trying to, uh, appeal this even after the movie came out. He's like, listen, I just want the credit on it. Like, I really, I really. I mean, would it have given, it just would have given him prestige, right? He wasn't going to get any more money for it. No he? more money. It wouldn't, right. I think it would have been, right. I, prestige, remember in the late 90s, this movie, I'm sure as you remember, was kind of perceived as a bomb. Yeah, it was. Which it really wasn't. It, it made its money back, but it certainly wasn't the big giant hit that he had done with those movies we mentioned earlier. No. Nowhere near there. Made 60 million domestic. Um, uh, and Apatow just believed in the film. 
Um, and then obviously Apatow does Freaks and Geeks, and then you know then he does the four year old version. And no, I, yeah, at this yeah, time he, yeah, I'm right. sure he's fine with Lou Holtz getting a solo credit on his one sure. s- script. But for a few years, this really really itched at Apatow and really bothered him. Now the other element of this film I think is really interesting is that Ben Stiller directed it. Obviously, um, I have my question to you: Is who would be better in the Matthew Broderick role, Ben Stiller or Matthew Broderick? Ben Stiller, I agree. I um, I'm but I'm I'm pretty down on Matthew Broderick in general. I think I don't like, I, you know, we encounter him very young on Ferris Bueller's day off, of course, which I really liked as a Blocks kid. But now, now, well. Blocks, oh yes, exactly. I forgot. Totally forgot about that. And he's so likable and he's really likable here, but he's also very limited. Um, and Ben Stiller isn't Ben Stiller has a lot more. Um, he, he, uh, he, well, he's got a lot more like range as an actor than, uh, than Broderick does. Um, yeah, I believe he did. I agree with you there. I do think you're selling Broderick short a little bit because have you seen Election? See, that's the one I haven't seen. We've talked he's about that. Very I, good. Is he really good? I've just I've seen him in such shit he's, because he's really unlikable and he ro- he rolls into it. It's really yeah. he's really good. I mean, he started. He did like Godzilla, which blew. He did. He's just well. This was this run in the '90s where he kind of he became kind of an action star, but he kind of tried between this, yeah. which has some some yeah, action did, sequences. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Godzilla, and then he did Inspector Gadget. All oh, right, another I. Which I, I think I probably seen. saw. I, I saw probably, Godzilla. I've not seen Inspector yeah. But yeah, he had this run where I don't really know. I mean, I think Broderick, unusual situation. Uh, obviously, like Matt said, you know, we see him in war games before any of those things. Oh, right. And great in war. And right. Project X. Yes. And then he does Bloxy Boots. He does Ferris Pooh, obviously. And then in the late 80s, he uh, kills someone. <laughs> uh, he's in Ireland and he was uh, with his girlfriend at the time. Uh, was it Jennifer Grey? Uh, or Sarah... No, he married. I think it was Jennifer Grey because he ended up marrying Sarah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and he was driving the wrong side of the road. He's in Ireland. He's driving on the American side of the road, and he got into a car accident and he killed someone. Uh, and it really changed his career. It changed kind of how we perceived him. A lot of people don't remember that story. I didn't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember it. But you know, at the time it was a pretty big story, and it it uh, he eventually was found uh, like innocent uh, of. Non-negligent. It was basically say it was, it was an accident, more yeah. or less, you know. Uh, and I think he had to pay a fine or something. But but he he it changed. I mean, I, you know, like, I'm sure like that happened to any of us. It would it would change? It changes you forever. But it also kind of changed him in like the light. Like he couldn't play. A he was getting older. He couldn't play the kid anymore. He couldn't. And then B he has this bizarre tragedy. Um, and his early nineties are rough. So this was kind of like the comeback of sorts for him. And then obviously he has his run and then he ends up doing the producers, of course, on Broadway, um, which right. kind of cements what his, the last stage of his career ends up being. Um, I saw him on Broadway. Was uh, he good? He was good. It was, um, oh, I forget the name of the show now. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, so you didn't see the producers. You I saw didn't see the producers. Okay. I saw him in a different show on Broadway. Yeah. And he was good, but he was limited. Especially when you compare to other Broadway performers who are, I think, are really talented. I mean, they can sing, they oh can dance, God. they can do yes. They're amazing. Yeah. So he kind of just goes on and kind of does the, I'm Matthew Roderick, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, spiel. Uh, and, right, there is definitely a ceiling where if you watch Ben Stiller, in things like Royal Tenenbaums or Walter Mitty, which you also directed, yeah, yep. there's a lot more range. There really is. And I think he plays flustered, well, probably the best, maybe among the best ever. Yes, he does seem I mean, uncomfortable. He's made a career playing flustered <laughs> right. people, right? right? He's so great. Even in Curb Enthusiasm, he was in a couple episodes and he's just is so annoyed with Larry and it's so funny. Because I don't know, when I was watching Matthew Broderick here, I'm like, would a, a reasonable person not be at least slightly sketched out by this character, by, by Jim Carrey's character? I mean, and he is sketched out though. Not really. Like he handles it really without... He does not get, he doesn't get flustered. He does not, he does not really react negatively. Like he's pretty warm with Jim Carrey's character for a lot of the film. And it's like, don't, aren't, aren't alarms going off for you? Like, I guess the flip on that would be, well, he's going through a breakup. He's pretty vulnerable. I guess, yeah. Um, and he's lonely and just wants companionship. I, I, there are a lot of red flags though. No, there certainly are. Um, I actually don't mind. Yes, it's obviously ridiculous, the first two acts. I mean, the whole thing is kind of, the whole yeah, movie is ridiculous. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, Carrie's kind of leaning into it. Uh, ben Stiller is having some fun with some of the other things going on around it. It's a really fun cast. 
you have, you know, uh, was it Leslie Mann who ended up yeah. marrying Jada yeah. They yeah. met uh, during the audition process for this film. Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, Kirk, 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 uh, Dave, David, David Cross, Cross, a small yeah. part. But like, you just, it's a laundry list of, oh, uh, Owen Wilson has a yeah, small exactly. part. Like, it's a great cast. Actually, I love that scene in the, in the bathroom. So weird. I, it's so weird. The thing that made me fucking laugh out loud was Jim Carrey hitting Owen Wilson in the face with some sort of sponge with powder in it. Yes. It's out of, like, out of nowhere. I love that scene. I actually liked, I, I, a lot of people love that scene. I think people agree with you. The scene I like more was one right before it when Owen Wilson's just like, he's this such a dick. dick. He's so, yeah. And Leslie Mann is just so, I'm forgetting her name. Right? Yeah, Leslie Mann's her name. I'm yeah. Always, I'm always feeling like I'm not saying, like, she doesn't look like a Leslie Mann to me. I yeah, guess. Leslie Mann's her name. I had I, I never. No, that, that's right. I always not want to call her that. Um, she's good. And she's a good, she's, I think she's a good comedic actress. She's okay in this. She's, she's young She gets here. better she's as she 24 gets, Yeah. She's like, 24. Yeah. Really young. Oh, yeah. Um, she gets better as she does, she does more comedies, but, um, but I just love, even her reaction to Wilson's great. She's so obviously disgusted right. by this guy. This guy's such an asshole. Yes. Um, Owen Wilson's great. He is great. Uh, I, I, and we both love Owen Wilson and, um, and it's, it's, it's just a really, it's a really good scene. And that's what makes this movie. I think the reason, only reason I'm kind of recommending it very lightly is there is enough weirdness and enough unusual things you don't see in a lot of movies at, or at all that makes it like, oh, this is kind of a fun. I really like the medieval scene too, where Me things too. get dark. And, uh, of course, so uh, but it's a goofy know, dark. It's not really it is, dark. No, no, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not well, like dark. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's just, it's goofy. It is goofy, but it's dark because you got a guy like he's gonna, he might kill. You don't know if he's gonna, he won't, of course, it's a right. comedy, but he might, Jim Carrey might kill Matthew Broderick here. Yeah, it's definitely menacing, but I think it's just it's so silly and goofy. But it's, I think the problem is, so that seems very funny, but it's yeah. also right. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some sinister stuff going on. Yes. For sure. Right. But the, the last act, it's just sinister stuff. Yeah, it's not as fun. So it's it's like, nowhere near It doesn't as fun. have the fun element of the medieval. You're exactly times. right. It doesn't have the uh, the starship. You know, the want somebody to love. Oh my god, which is so shit. funny. He's awesome, Jim. That's the other, that's, that's what I brought up when we did the starship. I know, I know, because oh, because I can't he's, I can't hear that song in the way now. He's so good. He it's unbelievable. The way that he pops up behind Owen Wilson in the <laughs> stall is crazy. That party scene is so funny because it's I, so funny. I also love that like everyone there is like really old yes. and weird. And I'm asking myself, is this a hostage situation? Does he have something on every on everyone? Right. Because then the cop like does him a favor later, but does he just have something on everyone? And that cop is Charles Napier, yes. of course, from Sounds of the Lambs. <laughs> yes. So there is a Sounds of the Lambs callback to this movie. Yes. So it's like this fun There's stuff. There's a star, the Star Trek. Um, the medieval is oh, a Star Trek fun, thing right. too. That's it's weird and strange. And he's got the music from it too and he's kind of singing along. Yeah, it's yeah, right. awesome. It's really fun. He's so good. He's really good in this. Um, I, and so, yeah, I was like, I, actually, so up until that, where does the movie shift, right? Um, Maybe when they start getting back together. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Right? Yes, Whatever. yeah, that's so when it Up until that moment, I'm like, this, I'm like, this could be an A minus. Like, this is, I'm really enjoying this. And then it just, it's just so bad. Like, it's, it made it hard to recommend. <sighs> it's, it's not, so, I, I, I forgot how bad it was. That, that, those last 30 minutes are rough. It's tough. Yeah. And it sucks. And it's a third of the movie too. It, it is, really is. And it's really bad. And it's like, it's just, and it's, if this was a lesser movie, I wouldn't care. I just know this movie sucks. It's trash, whatever. Fuck it. But like the fact that I enjoyed it so much up until that point made me kind of frustrated. Um, and, you know, even ends on a fucking, he falls that far and doesn't die. I know. So Carrie wanted to die. He, um, he kind of, he, he actually begged them. Um, the studio did not know what to make this film. As you can tell, because it's very fucking strange. Right. And, and they also expected it to be like what Maddox, you know, like what we yeah. saw in the trailers, yep. which was goofy, funny Jim Carrey. So the studio was pulling their hair out about this anyway. And then they actually made them cut a number of scenes in this film. I saw that too. Um, and they were all pretty much darker, more violent kind of scenes. Um, I kind of glad, I'm guessing I'm glad they cut it out because it, it didn't seem like they cut anything funny. It just sounded like more sinister stuff. But don't you think that you don't, you would, have given him more, died, you would have given him more credit if they committed to that, though, wouldn't you have? I don't know. I just think it just gets in the way. It just, it's also it's just stupid. Like, I don't need to, I don't think Jim Carrey being kind of like half a bad guy is that entertaining. Actually, do you think that's, so that was Ebert's uh, thing with this movie, too, is it's like, he's like, I don't want to see Jim Carrey as a bad guy. I don't know. I don't mind Jim Carrey's bad guy. I don't want to see, see someone be half a bad guy. Right. Like, either do it or don't. Like, you know, Breaking Bad, there's no such thing, you know, yeah. no good half measures. Like, yeah. you know, like, when he's like kind of like this guy you kind of root for, and at the end they're like all smiling at each other. No, I think he's a sociopath the entire way. He is, but he's but they like 
Ben Stiller tries to save his life. Or ben Stiller. Yeah. Matthew Broderick tries to save right. his life at the end, and then he's like, they're they're both I know, like they're exchanging kind of, pleasantries as he throws them. Well, that's the that part of the character for that's the that's the thing that Matthew Broderick I don't I don't like. It's like or that character I don't right. like. It's like he, this, he shouldn't no, be that happy to no, see him. No, he stole your girlfriend. And he, he got you incarcerated. Her. Right. Yeah. Which is also bizarre. She's tied up and then she's not I, tied yeah, up. It's like, what's I just, happening? Like, I, it's just I kind of let that go. It's such a mess. It's such a shame. It's like you know, and that's you know. Typical, I would say typical screenwriting, but this isn't a really typical screenplay. But like, you know, you have to have all these explosions at the end. We ran into this with like Dragnet before we covered that movie and other movies yeah. too. Dragnet isn't, I don't think, oh, as good as this. But, nowhere near. Um, but, you know, they just have, everything has to end in like a exciting, like why? Like, it doesn't. Why can't, you know, I give What About Bob credit. It kind of doesn't end that way, but it's not, a, I don't think it's a good movie. But at least it had the commitment to, all right, he's weird or crazy and he's normal and they fight. Yeah. Like that's somewhat entertaining. Uh, and this is genuinely entertaining. This film, this was. and then they just don't have that happen anymore. And you're like, oh, I missed that part of the movie. It's too bad. It is. But I also, uh, I I looked at it with a different lens to this time because I hadn't seen. I think I, I've only seen it once, and it was you know right when it came out. And then I was like, oh, I don't like this. Movie. You know, this is not how I want to see Jim Carrey, or I wasn't used to it. I, I I couldn't take it at the time. But now that I've but now that I've seen Punch Drunk Love. With which Adam is Sandler? What, yes, which I love. I think that's a great movie. Yeah, I'm a little not a woman, but okay. I know. I think it's, a, but I think it's great because yeah. it's it's almost like what if it's it's like what is Jim Carrey if nothing that he does is like is okay? It's like it's it's not it's not fun, you know. Right. Nothing that he does is like funny. I mean, it's funny to us, but in if it were a real life situation, and I kind of equate the two where you have the same thing. It's like what if Adam Sandler is this guy, but none of it is funny because it's real life situations. So I looked at it more, it felt more artistic to me this time watching it. Oh yeah, I think there's definitely some interesting creative stuff happening throughout. And, um, and still, you know, we, 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 did, we did Zoolander on the show. Um, we didn't like that at all. No, it's it really sucks. Um, but, you know, he has had, you know, he, Tropic Thunder, yep. of course, which I think we both really like. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really like Walter Mitty. That's good. And I think Reality Bites, which was the movie he directed before this, Definitely has some issues. Like it's really, like it's really glaring obvious at times. And it's kind of been cliche to death as well too. But he does do some really funny, interesting things. He has always these fun little details in his movies that I think are like, like when they're shitting on MTV and that movie is really funny. And this one, like he has like the trial of the, like the the Menendez brother. Uh, But it's like, I don't know if you noticed, like one of the things was was on UPN, which is like a shitty. Yeah. So like they do like a trailer with Eric Roberts playing, but the channel was UPN, which uh, if you're older, you might remember, uh, obviously we had CBS, NBC, uh, ABC and Fox and then WB and UPN came out the same year and is they the were like Paramount uh, network. Is that yes. what that is? UPN? And I think it was in Boston. I want to say it was TV 38 was UPN and 56 was WB. Um, and, uh, WB got Dawson's Creek. So they kind of passed by UPN, which had something kind of a star Trek, I believe. Oh, maybe. Um, oh yeah. And, right. uh, but it got, got left in the dust. So UPN really was like kind of like the bottom of the basement. So I think <laughs> yes. it's so funny that he chose that <laughs> yeah. to be, the like you know so little stuff like that is just it just that's just funny to me and um i think he does that still does that really well and elevates these comedies maybe more than they should be um so I, yeah i'm gonna re- you know i didn't recommend uh what was the last one we just covered um my god you mean for the saturday show yeah who even knows anymore Why is 96 uh what did we just you do? liked it yeah it was good because you were mad i didn't like it I don't remember whatever what it was. It was. I didn't like it, but I like this more. <laughs> Who can remember? Uh, why? Why does that always happen to us? I feel like once it's over, I kind of just like throw it out of my brain. I, I flush it out. Like it's gone. Our listeners are like, you're so stupid. I just heard this episode yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. We're screaming. Uh, we, 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 didn't, we only taped it two days ago. We should, we probably should remember it. I mean, I could find out. Um, we probably should. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we just, why, why don't I think about it? Oh, it's the rock. Of course. Thank you. I'll oh, forget a movie there. There you go. That's why I remember it. Yeah, you got to see it because of Ed Harris. But we, we went so, but I uh, that's a very light non recommendation, or this is a very light recommendation. So, what do you give it? Thumbs up. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Letter grade. Oh, B minus. I said that. Did you say that? Yeah. B minus. I feel like that's a little harsh. Maybe I don't mean it is a, at all. Maybe my third little, act is rough. I'm probably being rough. too kind. I, I, I'm right on I'm the brink of being C too plus. kind, but I feel yeah. Honestly, like I'm, it was that bad. Well, I don't want to talk you down, so let's not. It's a shame because, like I said, I was really thinking A minus for a second this movie. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, I was watching it. I haven't seen it in a while either. I, I, I saw it more recently than you have, but I hadn't seen it a ton. I'm like, I didn't, I'm enjoying this more than I remember. Yeah. I'm like, this is really funny. Like, there's some really interesting stuff happening here. 
and then it just completely just disintegrates. I know that the uh, script was different originally, but did you see they they were thinking of Chris Farley for this? Well, it was Chris Farley. Uh, it was supposed to be Chris Farley, and then he um yes. Yeah, the second he heard Jim Carrey was interested, he jumped he jumped ship. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean at that time too. I gotta remember. Um, in 1996 or 95, when they were doing this, yeah. Jim Carrey, of course, we always talk about, had the greatest year ever in 94 in, in comedy history. Uh, and Farley knew, like, look, like, Jim Carrey's up for the same role I'm in. Like, I'm not going to get it. So he doesn't, like, sometimes it's better just to kind of, like, duck out, quit rather than get fired. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> not that he's going to get fired. He never was committed to it. Uh, it wouldn't have worked. There's no way that would have worked. Uh, well, it would have been different. Remember, it oh, would have been still the Lou Holtz script. Because Apatow and Carrie made those changes because Carrie wanted a darker direction. I see. So it would have been a kinder movie. It just would have been an awkward guy It's too enthusiastic. It would yeah. have been different. Okay, would have been different. Not, not like this, though. It wouldn't yeah. have had the menacing element. Because yeah. right, Farley couldn't do menacing, I, I don't think. I would have loved to see him try. Yeah. We never got that, but... Um, well, they also said that Stiller recorded two versions of all the scenes, a lighter and a darker. It would have been interesting to see all the light ones strung together versus all the dark ones strung together. I wonder what, uh, what the right. changes would have been. Well, right. You might like the lighter one better. Yeah, I. It's not even that I need it to be lighter. I said the like the dark stuff to me just never felt dark enough. And then the, you know, the medieval times have had enough like fun elements where, but also was sinister. Like that was the perfect balance. That scene is like the perfect yeah, balance yeah. of it. And the karaoke scene, the party, like those are the two. Oh, that's like the great balance of it. But then it just it. The other time. Yeah, the party at that the at the um the in laws house oh, I, or the his house his parents' awful. house like I, 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 yeah, I don't bomb, so I didn't believe no. like he's gonna play porno pastor. No his way. Mom. Like, it's just, it's just, what are we doing? And wouldn't your family like be on your side? Like yes. have you have you really tortured? He's not your that charming. So if he's that charming, if Jim Carrey's character is that charming, then he shouldn't have any problems at all. Exactly. Right. So right. the whole point was the whole two thirds movie. He's awkward. Yes. And then all of a sudden he's this great, like every man, like this isn't, uh, no, no. So I'd say, I feel like they double back in the character. It, nothing was authentic anymore. And then I was just like, ah, I'm just kind of not really into this anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's fine. Recommend it. You should see it. So which Carrie movies we've done liar, liar. And this one, is that it? I think so. Cause we haven't hit. Not the good ones, right? Tr- no, not. We haven't, uh, we haven't done Dumb and Dumber. No, we haven't done Dumb and Dumber, which is a great one. Uh, no Eternal Sunshine. No, no Sunshine, and no Man Truman Show. No Truman Show. Right. So his four great ones we haven't done. I put this up there. I think this is a great performance for. Okay, four great movies. Yeah. Right. But well, we said he's a great performance in Liar Liar. That movie sucks. Yeah, I know. He's so good there. Yes, he's amazing. He's ridiculous. But that movie's not good. No, it's not good. This movie is barely good, if it even is good. And he's very good in it. B plus for me. He's good. You, I don't like, this has annoys me with you uh, lately. Uh, Why? Because I, like, cause I look at it as a total movie no, and look no, at everything no, in it? No, 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 You start working with Jerry Callahan, you're liking everything now. That's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's the facts. You like it when we disagree. We are time, disagreeing. When's the last time you gave something a thumbs down? I don't even remember the movie. What are you talking about? I don't remember. I don't remember, I don't remember uh, yesterday's I'm sure it was something. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's I happened. I feel like you haven't liked anything in a long time. I haven't. I haven't not liked something rather in a long time. Um, I think the, a lot, oh, I mean, a lot of the movies have been either mediocre or good, I think. We were in the 80s for a while, which was nice. Yeah. We're going back. The next week is uh, Major League and then Pet Cemetery. So Pet Cemetery would be the Patreon show. Major League is- the- That'll be interesting. I haven't seen either one of those in forever. Yeah, it'd be good. Interesting. Uh, you know, baseball and then Stephen King. We haven't done a ton of Stephen King, so. No, just the shinning. Such a good movie. A great movie. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this fucking thing? I don't think so. I think people should see it if you haven't seen it. Uh, I think he was watched the first two thirds and he just shut off. The second he says he wants to be friends with, uh, with Jim Carrey, he can just shut off. They're going to want resolution, though. You're you not going to miss anything. Well, we gave it to him. Yeah, we gave he it to him. He falls a really long way. Somehow it doesn't die. Doesn't get skewered. And never tells the person. It never tells if I were Jim Carrey, I'd be, I'd be really pissed at that, too. It's like, he tried. This, he this tried. makes no sense. He had the right instinct there. To, yeah, he was right. Like, yeah. Should have yeah. killed him. Although that would have been really horrible to watch studio was never going to allow it yeah not only that but think about who jim carrey was that time they're never gonna no allow you that. can't kill off jim. but but he's already being a care like yeah but he wait. also never kills him he never really does anything too bad so i mean this movie's not that dark he never really does anything wrong like re- he does but you know, he never really does anything like, i mean he hits stiller pretty hard right, but, he, a few but, times. but it's like but it's so it's like yeah uh the coyote and roadrunner like, it's, it's, it's nonsense like yeah. he never kills anyone and that's like really deliberate they, yeah you know they uh but it, yeah, there's no way in hell the studio would ever let him die. This was, it was a non, non-element. It was never going to happen. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. It would happen now. 
No, this movie would never be made now. Uh, no, uh, no one I makes this movie. No, I think it would be. I'm, I'm saying if Jim Carrey's in a movie now, they would kill him. Like he doesn't have the same like ability, oh. the same star power. Yeah, nowhere near. No, he's they he's, would they'd be so much like more a, okay with it. A nut job now, so they would totally kill him off. Right, but like, but I just think his career, even if he was a, not a nut job, he was a regular person, but had the same career path, they would have no problem. But when you're the biggest star, which he was, the biggest star in Hollywood at that time, they're not going to let you. They're not going to let. It's just too valuable. Yeah, and as weird as it is, like the act of seeing someone die is. It's not going to let comedians do that. Because it would carry over to another, another yeah. movie afterwards, you think so? Yeah. Oh, that That's what they fear. That's yeah. what they fear. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I know. Weird, right? I can compartmentalize that. One movie's different than another movie. Well, they say you can do that, and they say it's subconscious. I'm sure it is. Yeah, you're right. We, you're right. It is because if you, have, uh, a think, if you have a relationship with an actor for long enough, then you think about Studios also think we're fucking stupid. Studios go out of their way all the time to dumb movies down. It's, it's the true. directors and producers that try to, and actors try to hold the line. But the studio's job is to make the movie as dumb as possible. So they really don't respect us. I mean, I'm guessing we probably could, but the studio doesn't think we could. I never told you that I saw Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, Blow you away. Awesome. Awesome. So great, right? Crazy. Incredible, right? Great performances, just intense the entire way. So good. It's a great one. I really think good. I like the verdict better. Ooh. But it's uh, very, I like it's, Dog Day more, but I mean, I'm not really going to. I understand. I, I really love Dog Day. but um, It's great. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Uh, it's a fantastic day afternoon. Sidney Lumet directed uh, Vertigo, also yep. directed uh, Serpico. I need to get back. So I saw Serpico. I need to see the. I need to see Twelve Angry Men and. Oh, it's yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, Twelve Angry Men's very good. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon is better, but Twelve Angry Men is really good. Especially his and first Network film. Two, he did right. Network, yo, yes. I gotta see that. I've never seen Network. I know, oh, whoa, whoa, I know about you it. You would like that. Yeah, I gotta see it. You really should see that. It's on the list. I gotta. Yeah, that's that's a must. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you saw Dog Day. It's really yeah, good. Very good. One of my hundred favorite movies. You told me I need to see something else while you were away as well, which I did. Oh, the Florida product project. Yeah, very good. Oh, great, right? Yeah, I mean, t- you know, tough. Tough but, watch. Uh, Isn't Defoe amazing? So good. He's like an everyman, but then he also plays crazy. Are He's, you not gonna put him in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't. That sucks. Think he would. I don't know. I have to look at it again. He's a, he's a he's on the brink. He's really good. He's so good. He's whole, but he's not like. I love Willem Dafoe. Like, yeah. I'm always excited to see him in a movie, but like, it doesn't necessarily make you a Hall of Famer. No, but I feel bad when I go in. He's very, he's, I, I'm a big fan of his, I'll say that. Big fan. And he's really so good in that awesome movie. awesome in that movie. Oh, he's such a warm presence oh. in that film. It's really another good one to check out for yeah, yeah, if you out. haven't seen it. All right, Machine Head. Machine Head. Um, so the way that I feel about Machine Head is I really pay, I hated Bush at this, you know, in 1996 because there's just like second or third tier grunge at the end of the grunge run. And there's second so, tier. Yeah, second tier. Yeah, I was trying to think about it. Was it. A short, it was a small window. Really small but, window. Right. It's second tier. Yeah. It just depends on what you include. Like, do you put Soundgarden and grunge? I don't. Think so? I think that they're more like a hard rock band. It's different, different no, sound. I do. You do, but they might be. They're borderline first, kind second of, tier. They're right in that brink. I, yeah. History remembers them more fondly than they were at the time. That's true. Just like, yeah, they didn't get the radio play that uh, no, that Bush did. and and even Bush did. This album, yeah, it was yeah. everywhere. Well, everywhere for us. Strange thing. So at the time, like, I, I really hated them. I was like, this is bullshit hack. But it's this is a perfectly fine rock tune. It's not a bad rock tune, and they're not a bad rock band. Some of the songs on here. Uh, on this album are pretty good. Like, um, I I really like Come Down. It's a pretty song. Yeah, it's good. I had this album. I listened to it I never so did. many thousands of oh, times. Oh, so you're just sick of it. Ah, yeah, some of that. And also just like, eh, they're, they're okay. They're they're fine. Like, I, I, when I was like this age, I'm like, oh, this this is like, honestly, at this time, I equated them with Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, there's that too. But yeah. Sunday Pilots, we've talked, we covered them so oh, way, way better, better, right? Yeah, way better. So, band. like, I will listen to Sunday Pilots now. Yes. Like, going back and like re listening to, like, uh, it's just, it's, it, it, it's honestly, there's, we're talking about ceilings. Like, their ceiling is like super, super short, like super low. Like, and they peak out. I had that Razor Blade suitcase album the next week yeah. after this. And there's, a, there's one good song on it. Oh, but, there was a hit, a hit on there. Um, yeah. What the fuck was it? Uh, it wasn't uh, Swallowed was on there. Well, yeah, but Solo, yeah, that's what I'm and that's actually a song I like. Yeah, it's not a bad um, song, but um, but the rest of the album is pretty weak. Um, it's it's almost like like um, Foo Fighters could have been this, 
if they were like slightly less melodic. Like this is kind of like the next, like the popular version of Nirvana without Cobain. Yeah, essentially the thing too is like he is his voice is so similar to Kurt Cobain, but it's but it's like it's a you know AHL version. I hate to say it, he's got a better voice than Cobain. Yeah, but it's not as real. No, it's not. It's not authentic at all. It just seems it just seems like a bad impression. Yeah. And um I think he's limited. Gavin he is Rockville. limited. Yeah. Like, uh, he doesn't do it. And it, they don't really go anywhere either. This is from uh, 2020. I mean, it sounds more modern, but it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I wonder what, um, I, I have a question for you, our younger listeners. So I know when I hear of kind of like B or C level tier rock groups from the seventies, I kind of lump them all together. Like, do you I, have an I, example? Like, I don't. Maybe uh, offhand, because let me try to think about that. But you, you keep. Yeah, talking. but like, just someone who's like obviously not Leonard Skinner, not Led Zeppelin, but like you know whatever that like two tiers down from that is, who maybe had a small window, who maybe had like one hit record. Yeah. Um, I kind of just like I don't have an example because I kind of just lump them all together, you know. And I I wonder if our younger listeners do the same thing with '90s music, and then mm. I wonder too if they lump '90s rock like Bush with 70s rock groups that I can't think of off the top of my head. They might. And it's all just kind of like, that's just like classic rock. It's just all in this like bin. And then they're not the Beatles. Obviously they're not Leonard yeah, Skinner. Yeah. They're not Led Zeppelin. They're not Nirvana or Pearl Jam. Right. There's like other like tier. Yeah. They're not a one hit wonder either. But they're just like in that. Because honestly, like the music, I also, I'm like, there's nothing really here. Like I, I also have heard this album to death. But it's like, there's not a lot. Like Glycerine is a good song. That's not a bad song. But I just, I mean, I've just heard it to that too, which isn't fair to them, but no. just the reality of it. I never had this album because I initially heard it and was like, this is a fucking ripoff. I want nothing to do with this. So I never got sick of it. Columbia House, baby. <laughs> is that what it was? One cent? One cent, I got 12 CDs. <laughs> they get fucking made out to my cat, Rocket Jr. <laughs> really? Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you tape the little penny? Oh, to yeah, the baby. I taped that penny right on there. Yeah, we used to get these letters in the mail from this place called Columbia House. If you're not, if you're. Or, or, or they'd be like uh, in magazines. Or they'd be in magazines and you tape a penny and mail them. Um, maybe a check for the for the shipping and handling. No, like it was that. only a penny. So it was how, only a penny. Yeah. So uh, what happens is you get a mag- magazine or whatever and like it would be a two page uh, advertising. And it had all these CDs, like all like in a like a list. Yeah, yeah. And you could pick any twelve you wanted for a penny, but then you were a member, and then you had to buy a certain amount of CDs for the rest of the year. Right, like one a month. But you could cancel at like, uh, yeah, you had to buy a certain amount that you were like, but it was like eight. But the CDs were like really expensive. Yeah, like, like eighteen bucks, bucks after that, yeah. right? So the first twelve are free. But what happened was we all learned. Well, they're like if you just didn't do a credit check, like you could just like write anything you want down. So I, I, you know, everyone, all of us, we all did our right. pets. Yeah. So like my cat Rocket Junior. Like, I'm guessing he might be in collections. <laughs> but he's probably not. I mean, he didn't survive. It. No, anyway, no. So he actually, can't collect. He good for a long time after that, though. He good until 2004. How old was he? 2003. He was old when he died. He was like 13 when he died. Oh, well, he died. That, that's not that old. It is, but he's an outdoor cat. Oh, in, wow. In, like, New Hampshire. Yeah. Like, he, yo, he it was, like, a legit. fighter. Yeah. He was, oh, he was awesome. Yeah. Great cat. Yeah, his uh, mother was, uh, was Rocket, named after Roger Clemens. Of course. And he looked just like his mother. So I called him Rocket Jr. And the mother actually died because she got killed by boxes or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Rocket Jr., unbelievable survivor. Great cat. Best cat in my life. But yeah, uh, he's also a Cumber House member. So. I didn't know you were a cat guy. I didn't think you like cats eh. at all. My pa- my mom likes cats. Yeah. So like we had cats growing up. Definitely I had dogs dog. growing up. Uh, you know, he's uh, Len's my second cat ever. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love the little guy. And yeah. I still- like dogs too very much. I love dogs. I, I, just, I love Rocket Jr. He's a great cat. Yeah. Like he just hung out with me. Like uh, I saw him. Bo- I saw him be born. When I was 10, like, I know the yeah. cats, my parents didn't have the cats fixed and yeah. come, they come, come home and they're pregnant. And I saw, I was the only one home and the oh. cat is wild. Uh, oh. So I saw him get, so I was like, oh, I'm kind of, I kind of like this cat. So, yeah. um, oh, he's a great cat. So I saw him born. I saw him die. Ah. Because they're the vet when we put, when we put him down. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. But it was like, it was like, oh, it's kind of weird to see the circle something of life, born the entire, and die. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'll ever happen. Hopefully never happen again. So, not. I haven't seen anyone else be born. I certainly don't want to outlive no. anyone born now. So, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It's a, it's so Rocket got some CDs. Rocket Jr. Including Rocket, Rocket, Jr. Rocket, Rocket was sadly dead right, at the time, so. but Rocket Jr. did. Yes. Uh, RJ. Uh, so we, yes. Um, I, but I, I, yeah, I, I but you didn't totally, have this one? No, I just, I, I yeah, no. I don't blame you for thinking it's kind of hacky. I mean, but, yeah, uh, but listening back, I'm like, this is a perfectly reasonable it's rock fine. song and they're a perfectly reasonable rock band who sold 20 million albums. And that's fine. Like it's fine for them. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of depth there, but it's it's fine. Like it's I fine. could do, I could learn these. And the other thing is, these songs are so easy to learn. Like, and I could oh. sing his parts no problem. So I could, if someone was like, "Hey, let's do, we'll do a, you know, a a Bush set. We'll do yeah. ten Bush songs tonight." Like, learn, I would learn them over the course of a few days, and I think it'd be super fun to like cover Bush for one night. But I think what exactly what you're saying is exactly my problem. That's exact. Yes, it's like there's not a lot there. No, there isn't. And I'm not a musician or a trained or anything, as Matt likes to point out. Uh, but I never uh, throw that at you. <laughs> but I, uh, but but you know, even I, even I, of course you, can, even yeah. I, a caveman. No, you're a listener. No, no but uh, you know, of can, course, can, this is just and you know, and what I also liked when I was 16 doesn't have the same like no, value in 41. No. It just doesn't. I think your point before makes a lot of sense that it all sort of would lump together. The only thing is I, I think it would I would still think it'd be two different buckets. It would be the nineties bucket and the seventies bucket. I would guess. Seventies, eighties, and nineties would be three separate bu- buckets I, because I would, you get I all the hair. The, but we like, lived it though, so it's different for us. I'm curious if someone didn't live it. But like the B level hair bands, you can tell the difference between that and the yeah. B level grunge bands. I just want to add people, it's, like, it's just like classic rock though. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, maybe. you know what like maybe because it's just it's a lot of it. If you never if you never lived it. Like it's funny. So I had the cable guy soundtrack. Yeah. And it had that, um, uh, the payphone song. Um, uh, oh my God. Uh, it's hard to even sing, yeah. but it's a, it was a very, uh, it has a really long title. It's like elderly woman standing. It's not, it's not the elderly yeah, woman. Yeah. It's not that Pearl. Do you Jones. know who did it? The band? It's like a one hit wonder. Oh yeah. And it was like, it was a pretty big hit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it also has a song filter. The uh, filter, yeah. uh, um, was they played during the basketball yes. sequence. And that song has a lot more to it than um, any Bush song. Yeah. Also, Filter, by the way. Remember Safe and Sound? I talked about them. Yes. The owners of Safe and Sound kept saying that they were going to get Filter to play Safe and Sound. Oh, really? Like, but like, think it's about a, like- It's a big band in the 90s. Yeah, they just had the song, The Cable Guy. Like, yeah. why? But they kept saying, no, 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 we're going to get Filter. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gravity Kills is the one. We're going to get Filter and Gravity Kills. They were the ones that do the song in seven. Um, the movie seven, uh, yeah, yeah there's a, a song off there that they do. And, uh, they kept saying it, these two are going to be the ones we're going to, cause they thought that that would keep you guys coming back. No, I think they, maybe they, they, they knew someone, I think they wanted it to happen. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Enough times, like, <laughs> it was like their vision board, but, uh, yeah, they never talked about Bush. The Bush was too big for them because Bush was, you know, I know we're kind of like, I'm kind of like dogging him here, but Bush was a huge, ba- at this moment this in time. This album was huge. It had huge. five singles, but the thing is that it wasn't crossover at all. Like they 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 all they topped the rock and the alternative charts, but this song only hit maybe thirty or twenty eight on the Hot One Hundred. That's pretty high, though. It is high, yes, but not. But the bigger rock bands were the ones that crossed over, which is why even though still top forty though. But, for to, uh, but what I mean is, to us they were huge because oh, they yes. were on the stations that we were listening right. to. Oh no, I certainly heard them way more than someone who listened to top forty is going to hear. Them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's pretty wild that someone listening to top forty would hear this at all, though. That's true. Yeah, that there was more, there was more grunge stuff on the top forty. There was more then, crossover was, than now. And, but then, of course, there was more Brooklyn. crossover in the eighties and the nineties, as we totally. encounter all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah, but yeah, but they did have a run, and well, they did. And you know, this, album, even like everything's Zen. Yes, the exactly. Song, like that was a big alternative hit. I know. Um, there was. Uh, it's like the fourth biggest single on the album. What was the? Um, everything's Zen, glycerine. Come down. Little things was also a hit. Uh, I listened to it before and I remember, it, but now it's the melody escapes me. And uh, and Machine Head, all five of those charted and did well. This album sold six million copies. The other weird thing, six million. Does that seem light? I guess it does. No, I don't think so. Not for this. I mean, it does in my mind. Yeah, because it was just every like everyone I knew had this album. Well, every I you know it was just. In my little, like we talk about, that's like, exactly what I was Bowling thinking. Bowling Thugs and Harmony. I don't know anyone that had that album. No, but it was number one for eight weeks. Right. But everyone I know had this album. It, that's exactly right. It's our perception of this is so huge because it was on all the radio stations yeah. we're listening to, and all of our friends, every party that I was at had this every song. party. Yeah. Uh, oh and yeah. Co- and this is you know this is my I'm about to go to college, so this is all over the dorms. Like you know, oh, I'm sure they're playing this everywhere. But the other thing though that six million is probably light because they weren't really liked in Britain where they're from. Like they, they weren't a world crossover hit. They, re, they hit here in the United States because we were into the grunge thing. But people in the rest of the world were like, 
The grunge is so fucking dour. Like we're tired of well, this. They, they were, were doing Britpop they shit. They were into Oasis and yes, Blur. Blur. And, it was, yeah. and then Nirvana and uh, even like Radiohead is starting to climb there yep. too because, you know, 97 is okay computer. But but the Benz was big there in 94 or 95. So yeah, they they were doing their, they were doing, and, uh, or Spice Girls, like some of the, the British pop stuff was Yeah, was that was like 97. Then. It was around this time though. So they just didn't, they, they weren't big there at all. Here's the song. Yeah. Standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand performed by primitive radio gods. I guess I can't. I'm going to find it. it and play it. Cause it is, you will hear it and you will be like, holy shit. I know exactly what this is. Yeah. Find um, it. Sorry. I'll just skip to the middle of it. Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, is, this isn't the, I've been downhearted, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one, isn't that, yeah. I thought that was PM Dawn for some reason. No, no. It's these I, oh, I totally know the song. And this was on, so it's, this was on uh, the Cable Guy uh, soundtrack. I've and been because, downhearted, baby. They, I've been that's downhearted, a baby. That's a sample. Yeah, yeah. Half yeah. a sense a day. Yep. Um, totally know that song. And uh, that song became, that song was everywhere. It's back yeah, test. everywhere. That, that was a huge hit. Yeah. But that was on that, so that's why I bought that. Uh, soundtrack. Uh, okay. So I listened to that soundtrack a lot for that song, which I think also has a lot more depth. There is more interesting yeah, now than the Bush stuff. And then uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter is yep. more interesting than the Bush stuff. So the Bush stuff for me just doesn't carry over well. I get it. I think they're a perfectly reasonable rock, rock band you. that they're, they play well. They sound good enough for that style. It's not, tip, it's not very hard, but like I said, I could cover their songs for a night and I would have a lot of fun doing it. It's I super, mean, super easy like to do. Like Glycerine. I'm guessing we're not going to cover Bush again. So no, no, no. This is it. We're just so like, yeah. like glycerine. Shoot like they had the violins and stuff. Yeah. And it sounds like when you're 16, oh, wow. Violins in a, in a rock. You yeah. Know, it just sounds like, oh, it sounds like the Beatles a little bit. Or, you know, because they say strawberry. It's so fucking on the nose. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like, but when you're a kid, it's like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Um, but like, so listen to it now. It just feels kind of hack. It actually feels thin. It doesn't feel like there's a lot there. I'm like, ah, you know. Yeah, uh, there was a couple other things I wanted to say. I can't find the original version of this on Spotify. All I have is a 20, 2014 remastered version. A lot of times on Spotify, they'll give me both options. And I'll usually listen to the original one because yeah, I'm like, I just want right. to hear how it was mixed and mastered. Um, oh, and Apple, like all I end up getting is remastered. Like if it's remastered, oh, it's really? all I'm getting. Yeah, That's for the most bad. part. They didn't, um, they didn't end up, so a lot of times you'll do remix and remaster. When you remaster, all you're doing is taking the sort of the songs as a total and EQing it and, you know, compressing it and stuff. Whereas when you mix it, you're actually taking the individual tracks, doing stuff to the individual tracks and then the song mastering the entire song. So it's a two-step process. And Gavin Rosdale was like, I don't want to remix this thing because it would annoy the fuck out of me because I'm used to listening to it another way. So mm. I don't want to move the tracks around or make the guitar sound different um, or make my voice sound different or put more verb on or something if I do that. And I think my fan, the, any fans who listen to it, listen to it a shit ton would also notice that and fucking hate it too. So he was against remixing it. But, we, but all I get is the remastered. Mm. Sounds really good, actually. The recording quality is quite good. Um, I don't, you know, but I have nothing to compare it to. So there was that. The second one is, this was produced by a guy named Clive Langer. And the reason why Clive Langer produced this is because he's a British guy, but he worked with Elvis Costello he did a bunch of albums, but he, he worked on Elvis. I can't remember the name of the album, but, and he co-wrote and played on and produced this song called Shipbuilding by Elvis Costello. And I heard this today and, I'm, and it fucking floored me. It's recorded so well. Record really well. I don't like this song. Beautiful. Oh my god. No, I'm not my favorite kind. I like when Costello's more upbeat. It's recorded really well. It sounds great. Especially at uh, his time. This is like. This is him in it. Like, that's Burt Baccarat. And, you know, and later on they do an album together, of course. Uh, Burt Baccarat is. What the world needs now? Like, he's, you know, super, super good. But that's like. Burt Baccarat before they did an album together. Uh, I love that song. I would check that song as shipbuilding. Listen to that song. It is an amazing song. Uh, but but Gavin uh, uh, Rosdale listened to it. it. Was like I want him to come yeah. and produce it. Well, it it does doesn't sound, sound anything like him. No, it but I want him to come and yeah. produce this album, which I thought was really cool. I love that song. So I call good. that song a shipbuilding. No, that's uh, an, it's an amazing. You should listen. Listen to the whole song. Mm, it's boring. It's you like 
You like melancholy, some melancholy songs. Some stuff I, do. I, don't like, I don't like Elvis Costello when he's melancholy, honestly. It's Elvis Costello. Uh, his voice is too weird. I like when he's like- Oh, this one, his voice sounds amazing. Like they record his voice really well here. He does a great job. Yeah. Later on in life, he loses. I told you I saw him in But concert. I like his like peppier stuff, you know? I do too. Like uh, Veronica is a beautiful, is an awesome song. Like the, and uh, watching the detective. Angels awesome. were rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, uh, yeah. That's what I like. I don't like the, when he sings kind of more the ballad stuff. Doesn't do, do, doesn't do it for me. You should listen to that song. Right. That's good. Ship building. Ship building uh, with a P. No. Have you farted in front of Jerry yet? No. Yeah, right. No, I haven't. I mean, what? What? I, what <laughs> why, why would I do that? You gassy. Why, why does anyone fart? Yet? What, but no, but no, I'll just hold it in if I have uh, it. I, I'm not really a gassy guy. Like I. No, I don't I, think so, right? You're I probably not, well. right? I mean, no, I eat a lot of meat. It doesn't give you gas. Like you digest that really pure. Mm. So. No. Only if I have like. I splurge and have a bunch of vegetables. Then you fart like crazed. Well, it makes you bloated and gassy. Yeah, of course you can't digest it, so it builds up the acid <laughs> and gas. Yeah, maybe work on that one too. It's a good question, right? No, it's not a good question. Uh-oh. What do you mean? Are you fart in studio with Kirk? No. Yeah, I do this though in studio with Kirk. I did hear you. Do, yeah, we heard you do that. People thought it was real. What idiots! Real. People are dumb. You could tell it's a sound. Maybe, maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's unfair because I've heard you do it a million so, times. It's so, it's so, I think you underestimate how good that is. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it's too clean. There's not enough vibrate. Like, there's not enough of that in there. It's too clean of a sound. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a, that is good. I'm sorry. That is solid. <laughs> it's it good. It's funny. It is solid. It is funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> so famous. I am funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not famous. I'm not famous. I don't have many Twitter followers. I'm not famous. Regular guy. Regular guy, regular guy. Yeah, but most fans, they're not really on Twitter. I mean, you're, you're in, in kind of the zeitgeist. You're really famous oh, right now. Zeitgeist. <laughs> I don't think so. Your name rings out. Nope, that's what, nope, that's, that's you, and it's all you. I've been on this show, by the time you're hearing this, what, four times? You've been on 25 times on yeah, show? Yeah, 25. And, and, and you produce the Jerry Callahan podcast. I, mean, I do. I do on air. I'm just a regular person. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I Oh, no, you're a big deal. I, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I shuffle it's tough, around. You know, I'm worried about in Saco, like, kind of standing next to you. And I mean, I might. I might be real sheepish and bashful. I would be excited if I became famous because I wouldn't have to do the show with you anymore. I could be famous. Oh, you would want to do this. You'd, you'd, uh, no. you'd do this. Second, me I get an opportunity of <laughs> out the door. Fast like him. <sighs> Great. So, where were you in 1996? Oh, I mean, we just talked. I, I told you exactly where I was. Oh, you were doing Because the ho- last fucking episode was a month before. Why did we do your story then, too, on the other show? Uh, we didn't do it on, no, but it's because we did 1996 in May of 1996. And it's exactly like, we've already talked about this. So you, you went out of time and did a story out of time. Did I? Yeah. 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 But you know, this is, I think I actually graduated on June 15th. Mm. I graduated high school. So what can I say? I hated high school. I hated being in school. I told about safe and sound. Oh, so yeah, but that wasn't specifically for this time. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, have, I would have gone to TV probably that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Someone specific. I guess. I no, you did a great job. Thank but, you. No, I graduated. From, I, think, I think June 15th, I graduated. So like two weeks earlier. So yeah, you probably have, you know, I'm good story about what were you doing two weeks before I, you graduated? Not, no, I, I wanted out. Like I was done. You're done. I was done oh, with I was living at home. Yeah. I was done with being in high school. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised with how I am that I actually got through sitting in a classroom eight hours a day for 12 years. Like Rough. I find that I don't know how, like I'm surprised I didn't go nuts. Like be one of those off the wall kids and just cause a lot. I didn't, that's the thing. I never caused trouble. I was a good kid. I never tried, but I got good grades. I mean, I, I wasn't like nice. Like I didn't, you know, I played sports. I did band. Like I was, I was the kind of pretty normal childhood, but I, I look back and I'm like, how the fuck did I not go nuts? So boring. So boring. And I do, I think back and I'm like, how did I, you know, there were definitely times falling, like having a hard time staying away oh, yeah. in class and just, just wanted. Oh, uh, something did happen. Um, a friend of mine in, um, <laughs> a friend of mine in history class, the week before we graduated, every, no one gives, gives a shit. Oh, you know, no, senior year, no, no one gives a shit the whole out. year. Like once you've, once you've gotten into college somewhere and you've accepted it, you don't care. And they threaten you and like, oh, well they could pull your, co-. no, they're not going to, they're going to take my money. And they're going to allow me to go to college. They threaten you. It's bullshit. And everybody knows it's bullshit. So the, the week before, we're in the second floor. I think it's called the classical, classical building. There's four, uh, three buildings, kind of, uh, kind of a fourth building at Central High School on the campus. And I think it's the classical building is what it's called. Second floor of that motherfucker. We're in history class. And in the middle of class, the teacher's fucking, I don't remember what we're talking about. No one gives a shit. And one of my friends who sits in the back of the class gets up, jumps out the window. Wow. 
<laughs> and I mean, it was, yeah. I don't know, it was 10 feet up or something or 12 feet up. I can't yeah. remember. It wasn't that high, but like everybody just freaked out and he just did it to be a little dick. That, yeah, that was funny. super funny. But no, antics like that, nobody cared. No. I was ready to get the fuck out. Yeah. Surprised it lasted as long as I did. You couldn't pay me to go, but there's no way. I, wouldn't, I would never relive high school. I'd, I mean, it was fine. Nothing bad happened, but it was so boring. Fuck everybody. Like Billy Madison. Do it all over again. Yeah, I'd rather actually do it all over again than watch that stupid you didn't movie. Like that movie, remember? Nah, it wasn't good. Oh, it was, but it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Um, uh, but that's it. I was uh, graduating and then getting ready to go to college and doing my thing. Working for a pizza, delivering pizza. That's right. We're back next week. For 89. It's 89, April of 89. Um, Major League. Major League and then uh, Pet Cemetery. So um, I did want to ask a question. Was this... This was the opening week for, uh, for Cable Guy, right? Correct. And then it must did it just like really drop off after yeah, that? Yeah, it didn't. Uh, you got bad buzz. The cinema score, I believe, was C plus, which is Oof. kiss of death. Yeah. People did not like the movie. Uh, like exactly like Matt said. Matt's reaction at that time was actually pretty on point with America. Um, I always call him, you know, Maddie America. He's kind of a, you know, right, right there, <laughs> a- average Joe. No, but like, but the they, problem was they, they sold you a bad bill of goods. They I mean, did. You know, and if you're not, like, I was a big movie nerd, so I was reading, especially this time, I was like reading all the magazines, so I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you didn't read all these things, if you just watched the commercials like most people did, they tried to, like hell to make this seem like it was Dumb and Dumber with yep. Matthew Broderick and, uh, and Jim Carrey again. Like, it was just, the studio didn't know what to do with it. There's probably no way they could have marketed this effectively, honestly. No, because what are they going to do? Shoot themselves in the foot? Like, you need to show no Jim Carrey being funny. Or that no was scary. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's PG-13, so, you know, but so people just had this just... I don't know if they would have gone all in and said this is... They couldn't have said this, but, like, horror film with Jim Carrey. People might have just been, like, I don't think curious. I don't know. No. I mean, they weren't with this, right? I mean, they went... No. And then they, they stopped going. So once word got out that this was not... Ace Ventura 3. It was People were like, dead. yeah, I'm good. I mean, like I said, it made 60 million domestically. It made another 40 million overseas, which is pretty good. Yeah, uh, for comedy then? Yes. Yeah, because Jim Carrey just, you know, yeah. was so popular. Uh, so it made 100 million, you know, worldwide. It only cost 40 to make. Uh, and then, obviously, since then, it had, a, it's, it had a cult run. It's had a pretty good run on cable. It's had a pretty good run on uh, DVD sales sure. uh, back in its day. So uh, it definitely was a profitable movie for the studio, but at the time, and it became kind of like, you know, if you ask someone in 1998, like name some bombs of the last 10 years, they would say Waterworld. Yeah. They would say uh, Cable Guy. It's funny that both those movies turned a profit. You know, they wouldn't say, cut, they wouldn't turn- say Cutthroat Island. No. Which lost a ton of money. I didn't like, know there that, are. I thought Waterworld that, World lost. It didn't. It didn't. If you count in the international stuff, it made it made, it made its money. Interesting. Um, and that's before even all. It actually did pretty well on DVD, and it had a nice little cable run for a little while too. Like it certainly certainly underachieved. It was not what people wanted, but it just became. It got so much bad. It was actually like Titanic in that way, where it got so much bad buzz before it came out. Yeah. And then Titanic obviously just made a lot of money, but like it, you know, everything leading up to the release of, of Waterworld is like, this movie is a disaster, movie is a disaster. It's like, you hear it all, enough times, you believe it. Yeah. And actually, I don't think it's a, it's a really interesting, weird movie. Um, yeah. It's better than people remember. I remember enjoying it when I saw it. Yeah, it's not bad. I haven't seen it forever. I would love to watch it after the show. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's a really interesting. There's a lot of stuff to discuss in it. Well, I'm uh, sure we'll, we would run into it if- Dennis we Hopper again, too. I know, I know. I'm sure um, we'd run into it if we- uh, Oh, we will. It made a hundred million yeah. domestic. I think it made like money. Like it yeah. made, it had, it had a good run. Oh no, we certainly will. Yeah. Um, we just have to hit the right week, but, uh, yeah, that's an interesting movie. But like I said, that, that movie and cable guy were like the bombs of the nineties, mm-hmm. but like neither of them really were like Cuthbert Island lost a shitload of money. Um, I think there's a Christopher Columbus 1492 movie. Oh my God. That lost like insane money. Like, yeah. Basically, you know, it's open and close in one week and then it cost, it had a huge budget. Like, you know, made 3 million in the box office, but it cost like 50 to make. Yeah. Um, and those movies don't have any sort of residual run on DVDs because no one saw it. Right. But like Waterworld, yeah, it cost a hundred and whatever, 70 to make. It only made a hundred million domestic, but then it made money. And then, but a hundred million dollars still meant people went and saw it. So they're more willing to buy the DVD. Yes. But if you, when your movie makes three million in the box office, you're fucked. Yeah. Cause no, right. No one knows about it. Right. And there's not going to be any marketing push afterwards. Right. No one's going to spend any money on commercials or anything. So yeah, that's where you get in real trouble. Um, yeah. But uh, with this movie, um, yeah, had a different run later on. Uh, I think, you know, people now appreciate it for the reasons Matt and I talked about, but 
that third act is almost unforgivable. It really ruins the movie, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, Cinema Score C plus. That's what tanked it. Did Stiller direct Mystery Men? No, he did not. Remember, that was a first time director. Right, actually, only time director. Uh, we covered that as well for the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was a commercial director. They gave him the movie, and it's fucking. That was a disaster. I mean, we, we both said the movie was trash. It was trash. I'm just movie. trying to remember uh, if he's done more net positive as a director. His directing stuff is not as. Um, he hasn't directed many movies. No, he hasn't. We've actually probably shouldn't have done. We've more. run into more. I think two of them, which is actually a lot, because right. he hasn't. You know, Reality Bites, yep. obviously. Uh, Traffic Thunder, we talked about the two Zoolander movies, which is a huge chunk of his library now. This. And then, um, you know, Walter Mitty. Walter Mitty. And uh, I might be forgetting one or two, but not, I don't think too many more than that. He hasn't directed many. Yeah. Um, so it's odd. He got kind of, not kind of, he got sidetracked with the, I mean, he's, you know, those Meet the Fokker or Parents, whatever the fuck they are movies. Like, they made a show of money. They, he's getting <sighs> mad money to do them. I know. And it's hard to turn that down. It's so bad, though. It's a shame, oh. though, because, like, you know, how much money do you need? Don't you want to go do it? But we talked about this with De Niro at the Bronx Tale. Like, he only directed two movies. Now, De Niro went into some financial problems with his divorce. Yep. And that's why he acted so much in the last 20 years because he was paying off alimonies. But, yeah. um, but it's like, oh, you kind of wish these guys would do more. pump the brakes for a second. Yep. Go direct a movie. They're, they're good at it. Yep. Especially Stiller. Uh, I don't know when he's going to direct. Zoolander 2 was such a disaster. <sighs> Studios might be a little bit like. Why would he have done that? Why that's did you do that? Dumb. I know. You, you only direct like eight movies. You, that's like because if there's only one Zoolander, you can forgive it as right. like a bad movie, it's but a, still kind of goofy and weird. And you yeah, got like right. the Owen Wilson thing is really fun. Him and Owen Wilson together are really right. fun, and it's just a weird right. movie. You just kind of yeah, well, you do out. a second one, second one. It's when you bullshit. only do a movie every when five you're 25, years, twenty five, twenty years older, it doesn't make stupid. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad, right? Yeah, I know. He said, "Yeah, I wish he directed more, and I wish he directed had made some better choices with the scripts he picked." But uh. Yeah, he directed this one, you know, uh, and uh, there you go. There you go. Anything else? Okay. All right, bye.